Fine Dining, the search for the most mediocre restaurant in America, is a podcast where comedian Michael Ornelas is traveling the country, eating at all chain restaurants in search of the perfectly average 5.0 out of 10 dining experience. The objective middle threshold of where bad becomes good. Friend of the Doughboys, Marissa Pinson and John Glover were the most recent guests as they reviewed Costco's Food Court. It's a two-part episode that covers everything from discontinued menu items to how many Costco hot dogs they could fit in their mouths. Damn, I wish I was on that episode. I'd crush that. Head over to linktree.com slash fine dining podcast, uh, F-I-N-E-D-I-N-I-N-G-P-O-D-C-A-S-T, and click B's giveaway to enter a giveaway for an all-expenses-paid trip to your local Applebee's, the current frontrunner for the most mediocre restaurant in America at 5.02 out of 10, for you and up to three of your friends. And you can watch or listen to Fine Dining on your platform of choice while you're there. Enter by May 1st, and the winner will be announced on the May 8th episode. Disclaimer, $50 will be provided for transportation along with a $200 Applebee gift card. I love doing those fast read disclaimer things. Go give fine dining a listen. The search for the most mediocre restaurant in America. This is a HeadGum Podcast. What's up, shitheads? Welcome back to another episode of High and Mighty. It's me, your boy, the number one book boy, standing six foot two, 299 pounds from the south shore of Nassau County, Long Island. It's Johnny G. All you got to do is trust me, Jackson Maine. A portion is healthcare. Jackson Maine getting behind the cause. Also joining me in the High and Mighty Studios, uh, my nearly silent co host, Arthur Gabris. Arthur, give him a shout out. Arthur is a dog and currently outside of the room. Also joining me in the High and Mighty Studios, I've done his podcast. He's a funny-ass motherfucker, and he likes to take big swings in life, and that's why I like him. It's Brooks Whelan! That was a fantastic intro. Thanks for having me, John. Hey, no, I'm so stoked to have you here, man. I am a big fan, so this is this is a rad opportunity. Yeah, At- I, feel like for, I feel like we're kindred spirits for two guys who never hang out. Right, exactly. I feel like where those people are like, "Hey, do you know Brooks?" or "Hey, do you know Gabrus?" Like, yeah, yeah. oh yeah, but, yeah. But we yeah. were we were separate coasts for a long time. Yeah, and now we're back, baby. Yeah, um, yeah. And soon, by the end by the end of this uh, podcast, I hope to be uh, planning a weekend away with you. So you'll see my my self uh, my super self serving podcast uh, will go to the extremes of self serving today. That sounds great. Yeah, I'd love to help uh, get you out there, get you camping. Uh, because you're, you're one of my uh, friends on social media that seems to hit up camping frequently. And I only just got into it like a couple of years ago, but I now officially have every time I've gone camping, I bought one more piece of equipment. So now I have, yeah, yeah. the first time I ever, I grew up in Iowa and I lived in the woods. So I always hated camping because I'm like, I already fucking (laughs) camp. My life is camping. And, uh, it took me moving to Los Angeles and being like, well, this is too much. (laughs) <laughs> uh, and Andy Haynes was the first person who ever took me camping, like legit camping out in Joshua tree. And I, oh, I bought a tent that day. Uh, and then, you know, like it's just snowballed into like, I've got a perfect fucking, um, I just grab it and go like, a a container, you know what I mean? Like, a yeah, big, like, like a those big, big rubber maids with like your yeah. sleeping bag, mattress pad, tent, everything, just slide right. it into the car, bring the cooler and you're yeah. off. Yeah. I oh. could be 
I can go camping. Like if I'm like, I, I want to leave, I can leave in 10 minutes. It's awesome. That's so fucking, that's a solid bug out situation too. If yeah. you have to, if you have to get the fuck out of here. Yeah. If, it's like as a person with um, just incredible anxiety who chose a career that doesn't help. Um, <laughs> Preacher choir. And indeed. <laughs> yeah. Camping is just like the ultimate, like anytime I don't have service, it's so just calming. Dude, I was literally about to use that as a way in. It's like at minimum, like camping hits hits you on so many. And like my first couple of times doing it, I you know I was also doing mushrooms, so it was like this camping really is opening up my mind, and I'm really enjoying camping. But a couple of times I didn't do shrooms, uh, my fault. But at the same time, I was like the fact that I text my wife at like four p.m. being like pulling into the site now. I'll t if I don't text you by like noon tomorrow, then there's an issue. Otherwise, we're Gucci. Uh, so like g just that, like only my wife knows where I am. And I just my phone does not work for like 18 hours is a you're fucking camp dream. alone. Like you're in the camping alone. No, I have not done that yet. Oh. I've done that with like uh, buds, but I, I am contemplating camping alone. I want to do like a road trip by myself where I camp at like spots along the way. I did. I did 4,000 miles during the pandemic alone and uh, <laughs> only camped, only camped at uh, BLM land. So there was so no you didn't pay. It didn't pay anything. No, yeah. I, I ended up in Glacier, which is my favorite national park. I've been there uh, four or five times. And um, I was just like, I just want to be in Glacier. And then I ended the trip by I had two places I had to be. I wanted to be in Montana on my birthday. I don't, I don't know. It's just like, it just sounds fun. I want to have be in Glacier on my birthday. And then I had a site, uh, a drop off. Um, it's, it's really cool. It's called the black Canyon. And it's the first time I ever kayak camped. So I, it was like backpacking, but you're on a kayak down the Colorado river. Jeez. And someone drives you back up to your car at the end or yeah, something. They, like they, they throw they drop you off. And then they're like, we'll see you in five days, like 60 miles down the river. It was awesome. Oh, and you did that solo? I did that with an ex-girlfriend, but everything we met there. But I did the first like 18 days solo. Dude, was th what was that like? It was great, man. I was like peak pandemic when we're all trying to pivot and I was going to become a travel writer. I was reading way too much of Edward Abbey. Yeah. So it's like, <laughs> and I have, I have a rule when I'm on road trips of to, to try to never drive more than five hours. Cause then you're just ruining that. You're that's not fun. You right. Know I mean? Right. Exactly. So I was like camping up in like Northern Nevada and Southern Idaho. And, uh, it was great. And I would spend like each night, like also if you're camping alone, it's you can't get like you can get wasted if you're camping with buddies because like you're like, oh, look, man, if a bear eats us, it eats us. But like right. <laughs> you're alone. You kind of got to keep it together. a little. Yeah, bit. you got to You got to be on a swivel like. Uh... <laughs> yeah, and, I wasn't, and I'm not camping in campsites like I'm camping like in the like alone in the woods, like no one around for miles. And like hi hiking from your car or, or like camping near your car, like car I, I would hike maybe like just a few hundred yards from my car. I mean, I've done true backpacking before, but this was car camping, but still I'm like up there in the woods. Just yeah, dude. <laughs> so it was like, it was kind of nice because sometimes my problem with camping is I'll just get too drunk. Cause I'm just like hanging out, drinking beers all day. But when you're by yourself, you kind of have to like, you got to stay pretty, 
together in case. Yeah, you find yourself like reading by the fire and shit. You're like, I guess this is what I'm doing for now. Like, I I can't I'm not going to fucking trip balls alone here. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Yeah, it was a lot of reading and then going to bed when the sun went down and getting up when the sun. It was awesome. Like, it's like my body over that trip turned into like. Like, uh, like maybe how you're supposed to be caveman shit, like your circadian rhythm w- lined up with like the sun for once. Yeah, it was it was great, man. It was like very empowering. Like that that solo trip was really, really cool. I can only imagine there's something like also despite all like the Zen uh, and maybe I'm using that term wrong, but like despite all like the mental health parts of it, too, there's something like like traditional where it's like. If shit hits the fan, you know you have the capabilities to do something like this for yeah. like. Oh, I got a fu- I got a fun story about that trip. So I, plus, you run into people because it was the pandemic. Everybody's camping. I run into my friend Jeremy Burke up in the Grand Tetons. <laughs> then I run into um, Chris Fairbanks in Missoula. Did a oh, float with him down the Blackfoot River. Uh, I found this perfect site, dude, right in the Tetons, and. Um, Look, overlook the Tetons. It's called, uh, I don't want to blow it up, but if you're right. listeners, if you're, if you're listening to this, I don't care. It's, uh, it was called like fucking, um, like Shadow Mountain. Uh, so it's already scary and it's yeah. bare fucking city. And I'm <laughs> <It's> alone. awesome. <laughs> yeah. But, um, I have this site, right? I've got the site. Jerry Burke and his, his girlfriend come out, Allison, who they're married now. And they, they were just like a little like, whoa, this is like, pretty primitive like there's no bathroom or anything i'm like no this is yeah this is what it is so they stayed with me one night and they left uh and it's it's this incredible site it's the best site i've ever seen in my fucking life and i go into the park all day i'm swimming drinking uh just hanging out just like truly felt like everything was great and i really love low-key camping i hate when people drag a car behind a fucking generated yeah thing. yeah and uh, I get back up to my site. I'm feeling great. Uh, I had put down the down in front of the thing uh, a chair with um, a sign that said "Beach Boys Reunion, like site taken." Um, <laughs> just it, which, yeah, which is just whatever, you know. It's basically like, hey, this is my site. Yeah, yeah. Right next to my tent, somebody had like pushed, thrown my chair in my and my sign in the ditch. And parked their big fucking trailer. And I was like, you just throw my... And I was so pissed. I was so excited to come up to this peaceful thing. I'm on this great solo trip. I was like, did you throw my fucking... Did you throw my shit? And they're like, you can't save spots. So it's immediately adversarial in the middle of like the most beautiful place I've ever fucking been in my life. And I'm like, <laughs> like this is my spot. And they're like, you can't fucking save sites. And I was like, well, fucking... I got a big party coming. I got a big fucking party coming. Like, heads up, we're going to rage tonight. And they're like, that's <laughs> fine. And I'm like, okay, all right. And then, like, I crank music, and I'm just pacing around. Uh, and then it dawns on me that, like, they're going to see my lie. When no yeah, like, no, yeah, there's nobody's coming. There's nobody <laughs> coming. So then I pretend a phone call. There's no service. I'm like, oh, yeah? June Lake? Okay. And I have a, like, all right, you're in luck. The party moved to June Lake. So I'm out of here because I'm still uncomfortable. Right. And you don't want to now like just sleep next to their trailer. Exactly. So, <laughs> so then on my way down, uh, and I was planning on staying at the site for like seven nights. It was so perfect. On my way down, 
there's all these cars because it's Friday, sunset. They're like, there's no sight. There's fucking no sight. Um, and I stop every one of the cars and I'm like, there's a site up there at site six. Um, uh, the people there, they said, come in. Like there's, you can't save site. I sent fucking 50 people into that site. On my way. <laughs> Fuck these people. dude. I was, it was, it was the biggest high and like, I felt so good when I saw cars pulling into their site. I'm like, yeah, fucking get them. Like saving site. Like I get, I get what they're saying, but it's not like, you know, like you're you're going to the office for the monday through friday and leaving like a fucking tent and tarp down like you're just- also they had it was like the worst type of people they the big generator and they threw my chair in the bush and then they That's came so at whack. Uh, either way that that was just uh that was one of my uh that's just like a fun story that i like where I feel like I got revenge. <laughs> yeah. Although they like, and they end up having like a fucking insane orgy in the time of their lives. And you accidentally just like reward every, I mean, that's a win for you too, that if you well, were a facilitator to an am- amazing party, to be completely honest, um, we, we like, we, I smoothed it over a little bit before I left. Uh, <laughs> and they told, I was like, look, I'm there. They're from Montana. And, uh, I was like, I'm headed up to Montana. I'm headed up there. I'm going to camp in Glacier. And they're like, you're never going to get a spot in Glacier. Like, they were just like, so know-it-alls. I'm just like, fuck these people. Uh, <laughs> fuck yeah. And yeah. Then this guy's like, maybe you can find a spot in Polebridge. And I, it just like, I don't know why, it just kind of clunk in the back of my head. And I didn't go to Polebridge when I went to Montana that time. Then, two years later, we're up in Montana, me and my girlfriend and Cornell, and we're at a diner before we go into Glacier. And the guy's like, oh, you might be able to find a spot in Polebridge. And it clicked back. I was like, that's what that asshole two years ago on Channel Mountain told me. <laughs> well, let's check it out. It's my new favorite place I've ever camped. So oh, shit. Oh, if I didn't whoa. do that flight, I would have never known. Yeah, if you didn't dig in like one layer further with them, yeah. you would not have found that out. That's so dope. Uh, I lived in Montana for a month for a really bad game show job, uh, but I hiked into we went to glacier a bunch and saw it like i i would love to like do some camping there i i don't love the cold cold i don't love cold weather i know it doesn't get like you can go there when it's warmer but um i it's just so fucking beautiful i i want to i want to camp at i've only camped at like car camping sites like nearby los angeles you know never more than a few hours we started this new tradition and you're absolutely invited you and your wife um we we have an open invite we camp at this lake. I won't blow up this lake because um, you don't need chuckle fuckers and podcast freaks showing up there. Fair well, enough. Well, I mean, I, I like we made a conscious effort. We we go every year now. Every Fourth of July, we go to this lake. It's in the park, and this year on like the third of July, which is a Saturday, it was only an eighth pool. Like this thing's fucking hidden. Nobody knows about this thing. It's fucking incredible. But we the first time we went it was me, Summer, my girlfriend, and Cornell Reed. This year, Carl Hess came. And we only have like one rule and that's, you can't tell anybody what to do. We were there six nights and it's like, you do what you want to do. And I do what I want to do. And if those go together, awesome. But like, if you don't want to go on that hike and you want to fucking go just like drink at the, at the bar in town. Yeah. Like it's so fun and peaceful and everyone gets along. It's, and also there's no service and you're talking to people. That's my favorite part about like camping is like you talk to strangers who like you would never talk to. And I'm sure uh, I would hate if I knew their political beliefs, you know? Right. If I knew like one more piece of information and vice versa, if they knew one more thing about me, they would hate me. But you're sitting there talking to them and you're like, oh, cool. Orange County. You guys work at a brewery. Interesting. Yeah. Cool. You know, like, exactly. it's like, 
Yeah, I was like, your dog ate all my cheese, but it's fun because it's like, who cares? <laughs> right. <laughs> Dude, I love talking to like camping freaks. It's always a pleasure because like you have that in common. Like it's like one of those like weird subcultures where you're like, even if you play for a day, no one can say you're not camping. You right, know what I mean? Exactly, dude. It's everyone is just on vacation and having a good time. Last weekend, this happened. This was like this has never happened. I gave a kid a beer and ended up with a free boat for the day. Like that's, <laughs> that's like the type of stuff that can only happen camping. Like we were up at uh, fucking June Lake, and, um, uh, and there was this rope swing. Like Andy Wood, who's another comedian, he's like, "Hey, there's a rope swing. You should go check it out." And I'm like, "Absolutely, I will drive six hours and go see a rope swing." And so we cruise up there. We're hanging out on this rope swing. This kid goes up. He does a gainer off the tree. It's probably a 40 foot jump. It's really cool. And I'm like, yo, dude, that rocked. Carl Hess gives him a beer. And then we talked to him for a little bit. And we're like, yeah, you, you know, you're cool or whatever. And he's like, you guys rock. Like, I'm on my lunch break. And we're like, yeah, man, well, fucking have another beer then. And he was like, dude, holy shit. Do you guys like want a boat? And we're like, what? And he's like, well, I work in the marina and I rent boats. And then this is just my, I have a half hour off. And we're like, oh, yeah. So he's like, all right, just come over there when you're done with the rope swing. He gave us a pontoon that was $250 an hour for free. And he was like, do whatever the fuck you want. And we just had a pontoon boat out on this lake. And it's all just from like talking to a stranger. I love shit. It makes me so happy. That shit rules. Drinking on a fucking pontoon boat on a lake, by the way, is a dr- you know you know what's fun about camping? Like even just talking about this guy here, it's a real juxtaposition of class classes too. Like, cause some people are rich with their Tesla and their uh, hatchback on top, and they unpack it, and then some people are families of 10 sleeping outside of like an Astro van with like uh, you know and like a, a bunch of clothes hung up and and. And it's just like those two people are enjoying, uh, you know, Broomhill Canyon or whatever, uh, the, the same as each other. And that Ooh, there's I something love, appealing about that. A big yeah. Broomhill Canyon. Yeah. That's a fun one, man. I like that. I like that. Uh, and Malibu Creek Canyon is one I like. Uh, and yeah. then I, I did Leo Carrillo for the first time. And uh, I wish I wish I want to find better beach camping because I am a beach boy as well. So if I could do both, that would be the dream. You're sandwiched between the fucking. You're like a foot away from PCH, and then right. that's not a fun beach to swim in either. <laughs> right. It's like it's like high risk. It's like all rocks and shit. That's what I like about the the Broomhill Canyon one is like you're tucked in, and it's like I you're like a five minute walk from a nice beach. Right. Yeah. That's that's the one. That's but over the pandemic, like pre pandemic, you could get sites on like 10 days notice. Now I, now me and my friends, like my buddies that I camp with, we have to be like, okay, like what Tuesday night in August, you think we'll all still be free. Cause like we can't book weekends and shit. That's what sucks, man, dude. I've been camping pretty hard for a decade and uh, more than, more than that, 2010. And it only recently had the national parks gone to reservations and that fucked everything because i'd never ever 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 gone to joshua tree and not been able to find a site until this reservation shit and it makes it i talked with rangers there about it It makes it easier for them but like what sucks about the reservation system is it's 15 dollars to reserve a site and if you don't want to go that's fine who cares you just fucking you blew 15 dollars but right you like, don't set you don't call up and say i won't be there it's now open for brooks who's uh walking walking in yeah he's there yeah who the best part about camping is like not knowing what like i want to go camping right now i'll see you tomorrow like i'm right. out 
Like I don't plan shit. Like I'm going to Italy for a month. I have uh, the first four days planned and that's it. Hell fucking yeah. I'm so jealous of that trip. I love shit like that. Fucking yeah, rip, I'm, I'm rip and run, my, duck. I fly with my tent so like I can post up anywhere. So we're, go- we're going to go camp up in the Dolomites, me and my girlfriend. It's going to be so fun. Wait, the- fuck, dude. I didn't even think of that. Camping in Europe, dude. That's fucking wild. Yes, you could do it. You could camp anywhere. That's yeah. fucking. I haven't even like that didn't even cross my mind. Like to combine those two interests like, oh, I'd be great to see Europe. It's like, oh, you could also fucking see parks and see the outdoors there. That's so. Yeah, fucking- I mean, it's great with touring uh, because like if you get a nice tent, you can just throw it in your, you can throw it on your carry on. It's small, you know, and I just have like a two person tent. And like, if I'm on tour and it's like, okay, I'm doing a weekend and fucking, uh, I did like a weekend in North Carolina. And then I did like a weekend in like Florida, but I had three days off. So I just, I'm like, I'm not coming home. I just took my tent. Uh, and then I camped on the outer banks on the Island. Blackbeard got killed and <laughs> fucking just got blasted for three days and like read all about Blackbeard. It was like, Oh wow. I turned this like, two not so fun stand-up weekends into like a, an adventure a full adventure yeah and you didn't have to like come home in between and repack your yeah. stand-up uh outfits and shit like that that's that's fucking all aw- yeah i uh i'm i'm booking uh i'm doing a live high and mighty in denver in the fall and i think my plan is to like brick out like five days for myself and like camp in like drive shorter like short bursts and camp in and on the way home and like just get a hotel for the night of the show in Denver for partying. Oh, drive from here to Denver. Yeah, that's OK. That's the only drive I'll do in the world. That's because it's Denver to L.A. is the only interesting part of the United States driving. To me. <laughs> like, I will never, ever drive anywhere uh, east of Denver. It's fucking nothing. And I can say that. <laughs> that's barely. where you're from. Yeah. yeah. And it's like it's all the same. Everything is the same. The Smoky Mountains are hills. Like it, the Smoky Mountain <laughs> National Park is a fucking gift to the East Coast. It's a, it's not a national park. That, that wouldn't even be a state park in California. I hate the Smoky Mountain National Park. Fuck it. It's a joke. Fucking nature starts at Denver and west of Denver. Oh, that's, fu- see, that's fucking cool. Yeah, I feel like I could, there's probably, like, Zion is probably in between or, like, not exactly too far. No, I yeah. can I can map a perfect way for you to go there, man. Like, I, my buddy lives in Denver, who's a woodworker, and the middle, the exact middle part, because I've had him build me a shelf, not a shelf, a, a record stand. We met in Zion to deliver it, and then we just camped in Zion. Zion's so cool. And also, Zion's only six hours from Los Angeles. Dude. That's nuts. <laughs> that, you know what yes. I mean? Like, you can. I woke up in Zion before and was home by noon, like because you're up at six. It's so fucking hot. Right. Shit. Yeah, dude. We. You could like get. You can go to Zion for a weekend. It doesn't have to be like a because of its proximity. We don't. It doesn't have to be like a big to do. No. And I know I got great camping. I got great free camping sites in Zion that are never full. Oh hell yeah! I'm gonna be reaching out. This this see this is exactly now. You said this earlier uh, with your Rubbermaid container. Like that's my next step. Is I've gotten like you know the headlamp, the uh, the ma- uh, the mattress pad, the sleeping bag pad, the the sleeping bag, the tent, uh, the knife, a few more things, and I want to like just have it in a container. And because that's 
I think part of the appeal of camping, some people are gearheads, but I'm like an efficiency, like my OCD, like my light OCD, my light spectrum E behavior, like is activated by like, how can I optimize my camping gear? Like, I just like love that idea. Like when I go, it's like in this cooler is just raw ice with some water, like that, you know what I mean? Like I love having my system. So I need that Rubbermaid full of thing that just slides in the back of my wagon and I could sleep next to it if I want to sleep in my car. Dude, yeah, exactly. The best, the best way if you want to get into like uh, backpacking, legit backpacking, is the Trans Catalina Trail because the hardest part about legitimate backpacking is water, and you have to be able, you know, like that's the hardest thing to carry. Right, because you would need a lot depending on how many days. But the tra- Trans Catalina has like uh, faucets or like yeah, uh, there's plumbing. So they've got they'll drop water for you at sites. So it's perfect. So, and that's when you're really actually backpacking because you're, you know, you got to hike 17 miles in, in a day and then end up on the beach. It's fucking great. I did it over Christmas. It was awesome. I want to do that. I want to do something like friends of mine do, uh, a, well, a friend of mine and his friends do like an annual trip where it's like five days, bring everything in. You know what I mean? Like sh- shit and Ziploc and stuff yeah. like that. Yeah. That's great. Where's the where's the best place you camped or where's the best place you want to camp? Ooh, ooh, that's a good question. I I really I really want to camp by like around water. Like I want to camp lakeside or camp like near this like near a beach so bad cuz that's like a juxtaposition of two things I love. But mm-hmm. my favorite campsite I've done and maybe my, it was my first camping experience we, I, we did Bear Mountain. We did somewhere all the way up uh, Big Bear rather Bear Mountains in New York. Uh we did something up at Big Bear. I forget the name of the park, but it was like my first time and it was really fucking an adventure and we did we like we did a heavy dose of mushrooms and we brought all these like uh you know those like pool balls that like light up in bright colors like it just like and it changes from like pink to blue and we just put them in each of our tents and our tents were like these weird Uh, color domes and we were just sitting by the fire and i was like and oh the thing that was most appealing about it was there was like six empty sites at this day and they were like the six near us like we felt like we were like no one no one was in within like 1200 feet of us it was just like it was insanely private it felt it felt very cool that's great that's super fun i love that shit yeah i'm trying to think like i went oh i went camping up in alaska for my 30th birthday um and that oh, was fuck that was pretty wild i went with nick rutherford and oh, hell I, was yeah. thinking, I was like i want to camp in alaska i was like oh i did do that I, it was fun um but I'm, yeah you're you're making me want to like camp as part of my other vacations because like i i love hawaii so much and i'm like shit i could fucking camp like at a hot cliff you can camp on the beach in hawaii there's you, there's like it's it's free camping. Oh, that's awesome! I mean, it's just like there's like crazy rules about at least in Kauai. I and I might I might have been I might be lied to, but right. I think you can just set up. I think so. I think so too. I think the vibes are okay. Like in that, like yeah. yeah. Well, guess who just finished his post-workout shake with a little bit of athletic greens in there? Actually, not a little bit, a full scoop. Um, I literally use them every day. Uh, I enjoy it. You guys have heard me talk about it on here. I like the way it tastes. I like the way it makes me feel. I like the fact that it's an easy buy-in. It doesn't take a lot of effort. You know, it's just a glass of water with some powder in it first thing in the morning. And through that, you just get all the adaptogens, vitamins, and minerals that you need. It just all hits your system 
like that easy. And it's, you know, keto, paleo, vegan, dairy-free, gluten-free, all that. And there's a lot of, you know, it's a multivitamin, but it doesn't make me nauseous in the morning. Pills kind of makes me nauseous. And it costs less than $3 a day. And it's cheaper than coffee. And you're investing in your health. If you are a person who's taking a bunch of supplements and this could replace a few of them, it'll probably even save you money. So do yourself a favor right now. It's time to reclaim your health and arm your immune system. Putting the bi- I flexed my buy when I said arm, so you know. Our immune system with convenient daily nutrition, especially heading into the flu and cold season. It's just one scoop and a cup of water every day. That's it. No need for a million different pills and supplements to look out for your health. To make it easy, Athletic Greens has given you a free one-year supply of immune-supporting vitamin D and five free travel packs with your first purchase. All you got to do is visit athleticgreens.com slash mighty. Again, that is athleticgreens.com slash mighty, A-T-H-L-E-T-I-C-G-R-E-N-N-S.com slash M-I-G-H-T-Y to take ownership over your health and pick up the ultimate daily nutritional insurance. Papa, guys. I know, trust me, I, I, I know I smoke a lot of dope and I know I have some friends who it's not the same for. They've aged out of uh, uh, weed or it doesn't hit them the same way it did. And for those people, I always recommend dad, dad grass, dad grass, dad grass. It's summer. Dad grass is great anytime. It can help you chill out before a big meeting uh, or a new replacement to that evening glass of wine. It's definitely got less calories than a couple of old fashions. Um, and it's legal organic hemp that relaxes your body and mellows your mind. Dad grass is CBD, obviously, made with 100% organic hemp, and that's easy to dose. And the effects come on smooth. The, whatever the effects, I'm sure you've had CBD in the past. Enjoy the effects of CBD while keeping a clear head. All dad grass products are federally legal for ages 18 and over, and it ships right to your door anywhere in the U.S. That's dadgrass.com slash mighty to check out all their products. D-A-D-G-R-A-S-S dot com slash mighty. So if you're looking for a new buzz or a chill way to enjoy an old favorite, Dadgrass will leave you in a euphoric mode. Right now, Dadgrass is offering our listeners 20% off your first order when you go to dadgrass.com slash mighty. Go to dadgrass.com slash mighty for 20% off your order. That's dadgrass.com slash mighty. I'm remembering uh, other another site I liked, and now I, I've I fucking lost it. Excuse me. Oh, uh, Alabama Hills BLM. Uh, we did that on uh, on the way up to Lone Pine yeah. or Big well, Pine. It is Lone Pine. I love Lone Pine. My favorite Chinese food in the world is Lo- is in Lone Pine. It's called Merry Go Round. You got to go there next time. You go. I'm going to. I'm doing Big Pine this summer. I'm doing uh, where I'm doing a weekend on. Oh, uh, the, yeah. My background is from Big Pine. Check it out. It's called Temple Crag. Check out this. Uh, check out. Uh, it's because I'm recording this shit. It won't show me my background on my phone. <laughs> uh, but this is whatever. I believe it, you. I don't know, man. Temple Crag is the end of Big Pine, which is one of the cool. You would you would is never. Is that the like you. Alpine Lake uh, all the way in? That's what yeah. my plan. I've been half training for it uh, and I got to kicking it up for this next month. But that's our plan is we're going to hike to the glacier, uh, the glacial lake and swim. Yeah, and that's, I can't wait. that's Temple Crag. Uh, you could backpack in people like you carry your tent up. You can stay, you can the, stay night. the night if you get if you get the permit. I know that's fucking rad. You don't even need the permit. They're not checking. But yeah, no, no. One, yeah, no one could get all the way. Out. It's like so deep in there. I heard this story one time. I never did it. Uh, this is this guy told me this. I heard the story in a podcast where 
somebody was um, uh, hiking from, you know, the north to the south rim of the Grand Canyon and, and you need a permit and um, they got to the bottom or whatever, you know, this group with their guide and this like six year old dude just rolled in and they were like, oh, sir, you can't you can't be here without a permit. And he was like, well, get me out of here then. And he just sat up. <laughs> like, like, I don't know what you want me to do. I'm here. Uh, so I'm, I'm going to I'm going to sleep here. Airlift like, me out, I guess. Pol- yeah. Send the police to scoop me. <laughs> yeah. I was like, that's that's where it's at. Uh, that's okay. Fun. That's fucking rad. There's this rule in the in the Italian Alps because I was like looking, can like what's the what's the rule? And it's you're not supposed to camp backcountry, but if you're at a place where you can't get out of the forest and it's night, you're allowed to set up a tent. So that's any loophole. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> right. <laughs> Absolutely you can just do that. Right, right. That is just sort of like, well, with the exception of just doing like you can't do this unless, of course, you just do it. And then in which case it's OK. Yeah. You're like, oh, all right. <laughs> I think I follow that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. There's something. Uh, th- another thing uh, I've done, a f- I have a few weird hobbies like scuba diving and shit. And these are very gear based hobbies. T- t- uh, camping is one of them, too. I this group of people I met at Big Pine, they each had like a different camping rig. Like one person had the Sprinter van, one had the Jeep Wrangler with the tent on top, another just had a tent next to their Prius. And everyone was just like, and like just watching everyone be like, dude, you gotta get the campfire stove. That's like watching everyone do do you have any like I I think my I'm similar to you in that my I just want like to own a station wagon and sleep either in it or next to it is like I don't need a like a full van life rig or no. toilets and stuff like that. Yeah, I have a 2012 Outback, and every time you run into me camping, you would guess I didn't know I was going to go camping that day. Like that's how <laughs> little, you know what I mean? It's always just like I didn't know I was going to do this, and I'm here now. Um, you have just have like a large Dunkin' Donuts coffee and like jeans on. Like, oh yeah. yeah, I was just out. I went out to grab coffee. And now I'm here at the fucking BLM land. The first time I ever went to Zion, I just got on the bus that takes you in, which is what I do like about Zion is that they only bus you in and out. They allow bicycles or buses, which really keeps congestion out. It's like an old Edward Abbey like suggested it. It's really smart because he had this like cool quote. I don't know if you ever read Edward Abbey, but you should. I haven't. Tell me. Uh, He's he's a real grump, pretty, pretty uh, big misogynist, real psychopath, 60s, um, like public lands type of dude. Uh, but uh, he says this thing that like um, if we took motors out of national parks, you could never run out of national parks to see like you would never be able to visit them all. And because he's like a mile on a bike versus a mile on a car, you'll notice in an in infinite more amount of things. And then a mile walking versus a mile on a a bike, you, you, another infinite amount. And he's so right. Like you walk a mile, you're going to notice everything. You drive a mile, who knows what you saw. So like when you remove motors and the ability for people to just scream through national parks in their cars, it really, really, first of all, gets the riffraff out. And second of all, you appreciate everything because you feel like you've earned it, you know? 
It's dope. Right. And it keeps uh, some spots of land even more raw and untouched by like yeah. only like people who have the wherewithal to make it the 40 miles can do like that's fucking cool. Yeah. There shouldn't be cars as much as I like like the idea of dro- like sleeping next to my car because then I have my cooler and shit is in there. That's like redeeming. But there shouldn't be that in like these big national parks. It should just be a bunch of freaks walking in carrying all their shit. Yeah, I mean, it'll make it'll. It the, you know, there's pros and cons to both, but oh, I got a I got a solid. Um, fuck, I was like fuck you to the to a, a <laughs> national park uh, when I was in Kauai. I wanted to hike the Nepali coast. Uh, oh yeah, and I, I'd done it before, but I didn't know that they set up a permit system now there. So you need a permit to go in. So me and my girlfriend just go walking up, and it's on the coast. It's in Kauai. It's the most beautiful hike I've ever seen in my life. And they're like, oh, you don't have a permit. You can't come in here. And I was like, yeah, I was here like five years ago, though. And they're like, yeah, it's new. And I was like, all right, like, is there anything I can do? Basically, like, can I give you money to let me just fucking walk past you right now? Yeah. And he was like, now. Can he I get a permit real. on the fly? Like, let's yeah, I was just like, make can it I buy happen. a permit from you? Uh, and he was like, no, no. And I'm like, okay. Uh, all right. And then, um, but it's on the coast. So we just walked like a right out of their view popped behind some trees and walked around them. <laughs> we're, we're now on the Nepal. We just walked around these idiots. Like no offense. Uh, and yeah, cause they can't like really stop you either. Like, you know, if you're not doing anything wrong, like there's like that layer of like, they're not going to like cuff you for walking. Like, you know, well, also it's just like, it's not like they're X in your hand. Like you made, you paid for the concert. Once you're right. in there, you're in there. Right, right, right. Yeah, you can sneak into any national park. They're not fenced off. Right. <laughs> um, so that was just like, that was just like, and also fun just to like fuck authority. Like, I hate that shit. And, but I posted about, I posted about it on Instagram. Like, here's how to get in onto the Nepali coast if you don't have a permit because this permit based system is fucked. And there were people who were like, hey, the permit system is because the trail's being eroded and what you're doing is actually asshole. And I was just like, fuck <laughs> off, shut up. Like, fair point, but come on. Look I'm how like, cool it is. I've given a fuck you to the rain. Like, come on, this rules. Yeah, you know, <laughs> basically, you had to like slide down a stream hiding from authority to get in. You have to like fucking get wet, be on your tummy, crawling. And I'm like, if you are going to do that, you've earned the ability to yeah, walk. That's more park. than the fifteen dollars and f- and three month foresight to remember to uh, yeah. to like, pick out gonna, a site. Yeah. If you're not going to do that, then you don't deserve it. But if you're going to do that, you deserve it. Right. <laughs> what What about food? Like, what's your go to? Like, I, I'm a big. Uh, I, I usually in my crew cook the breakfast burritos in the morning. That's like my jam. Is like some eggs, some scrambled sausage, some cheese, and then some tortillas. It's a big difference because it depends on if if I'm by myself. Um, it's bare bones. It is right, right. just a hunk of salami and cheese. But if I'm taking friends out who have never been camping. Oh man, I'm bringing the fucking, I'm like pre-prepping. I have a awesome um, Dutch oven. Like I'm making fucking chicken carbonara. Like I'm killing it. Um, but like for me, I don't know. Like just if it's me and summer, my girlfriend and we're camping, um, we'll usually cook. Like I got into like making pizzas over the fire. That's fun. You know? Oh, hell yeah. That's so smart. Yeah. Yeah. That's but so fun. Like, uh breakfast is like always just like fun 
like bacon, eggs, like, and, yeah. uh, like and you feel like you deserve it. Like you earn oh. it. Yeah. Well, that's the other thing that's fun about camping is like, there's a lot of like things that when you get older and you feel like you earned your beer or you earned your relaxation mm -hmm. and like setting up a campsite and getting a fire going is like the bare minimum to just be like, ah, I now deserve to do nothing. Like Dude. I, like I get to post up in my chair. 100%. We did this hike to iceberg Lake up in, um, Glacier, which is a 10 mile round trip, fucking bananas lake. And it's, it's, it's not too hard to get to, but it's pretty remote. It's maybe like a mile from Canada. And, uh, but we packaged just straight up shitty sandwiches, you know, cheese, uh, mayonnaise fucking and, um, chick like Turkey wrapped them in tin foil, put them, 10 of them in the backpack. There's four of us. And when we got to the top, it was the best sandwich I've ever had in my life. Right, right. Like, yes. It was like fucking Subway of 1991. That's how good it was. <laughs> it was like my hero on Jerusalem Avenue in, in Merrick, 1994 Chicken Club. Uh, dude, there is something like uh, we ate last time we went camping. My buddy now has one of those uh heat heat stoves like the propane stoves and he loves it and so he's been bringing it the last few times and on this time he grilled corn for us we like uh, and like we ate corn on the cob around the fire for like dessert because we like forgot about it and i had never had like i was just like we were literally going we should eat corn for dessert every time we go camping. Like it was just like it was like magical. It tastes like eating a fucking ice pop just because it was like midnight and we were eating it in the moonlight. Also, grilled corn rules. Yes, it's so like, good. <laughs> yeah, I love grilled corn. I'm a big fan. Um, yeah, any any type of food shit. Also, like when you do pop into town and you eat like some greasy ass breakfast at some fucking big big bear or whatever after like. Like oh, you know, the way down eating, with like yeah, your dirt on your legs and shit. Yeah, or, like oh. <laughs> just get like a breakfast scramble. You're like, oh fuck, this is fun. And then you're, and then naturally your phone's back in service, so you get to like gobble up a week of uh, news. That's yeah, like, dude. Kind of Sit, sitting at the fucking Big Pine uh, Canyon Cafe where we're jamming down like sausage biscuits and gravy, and then your phone is back on, and you're texting your wife and looking at your Instagram, and like, uh, it, like you're, it feels like. Sunday morning, like, all right, like a pot of coffee. Ah, here, sorry, I'm all over the place, but here's something that a friend uh, recommended for camping, and I'm obsessed with now. The Trader Joe's Instant Cold Brew is mad, like, is so solid, and it takes up, it's like a jar this big, and you can make like 40 cups of coffee with it. So it like adds like nothing to your, uh, to your, uh, gear and it's fucking yummy just shake it with some water in the morning and you're ready and like it's enough to have two cold brews before you go hike that's fun we got carl hess has um a uh, portable grinder that you have to hand grind your coffee beans oh uh, hell yeah that's somebody's job in the morning is hand grinding while somebody's getting the fire going <laughs> yeah. man fire made coffee is something special too i like i like that's 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 a real treat Oh, um, another another thing I love for camping is when I'm trying not to get too fucked up, uh, trying not to drink uh, liquid deaths like the canned water. Oh, yeah. I, just popping the can by the campfire makes you feel sure. good. I just forgot. I had a travel show on all things comedy before the pandemic called uh, Travels and Such, where I took comedians camping. <laughs> There's like four episodes of it. <laughs> 
uh, I don't know if I, it, it was kind of a lot to do, and it's kind of <laughs> I wasn't really making any money on it. But no, it sounds like one of those jobs that's like fun but legit difficult. Where it's like, well, well you have to like logistically plan a camping trip and take fucking Philippe Esparza or whoever, like someone who doesn't know. Like. Yeah, I mean, it's also it's also difficult. It was me taking my close bud to my camp with like Rutherford, Cornell, uh, Turner, like um who else billy wayne davis but um if i do it again well i'll invite I'll, i gotta bring you uh and but it, what happened was we kind of hit all the spots you could kind of get to around la and i'm like we need to up the budget and go to real places if we're going to do this yeah and they were like it gets thirty thousand views and i said <laughs> okay they're like we're gonna i'm gonna need some more money they're like we're gonna need some more ads so relax yeah. <laughs> okay hey fair fair enough fair enough. yeah i was like that's cool it's also it's just if you watch it i just kind of just get too drunk at the end of every i'm like we should never be filming me camping with two of my best friends at midnight like right, it's just yeah. never we should like, cut at 11 got it yeah. <laughs> take it from me i just did fucking uh eight Travel eight weeks shooting a travel show called uh, about partying where yeah. I'm absolutely blasted by the end of the night and I'm like talking to the showrunner like was that good were we funny <laughs> like you know you're like super drunk and like uh, depressed and shit and you're like was that garbage I know I suck at comedy who gives a fuck and they're like relax man <laughs> like this <laughs> that's like a big reason why I'm going to Italy is so I can't bother anyone with the current show I'm working on. Right. They're, they're like, Look, man, like we're making decisions. You know, it doesn't help you calling all the time, dude. Preacher choir. I'm like, when did we ask about season two? And I'm just like, excuse me. Are we allowed to ask yet? No. OK, I don't want anyone to hate me either. Like, I don't think I'm going to ask like too many times. Like, you know what? Fuck it. We were going to. And now he's that's too what, annoyed. That's why yeah. I'm going to Italy. But, this, but like in our defense, I'm like, yeah, fuck me for wanting to know if I have a career. Yeah, fuck me for wanting to know if my wife's insulin can be underwritten by SAG-AFTRA. Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> my, my God bad. forbid. Yeah, it's not even a good insurance now, SAG, okay? But I still fucking need it for my family to live. So right. let's, let's just fucking pick this shit up, dog. Yeah, let's let's give ourselves a little benefit of the doubt on that. I, I just, I'm like, I don't feel bad, but at the same time, I'm like, I need to... Uh, well, I just status. you want to stop thinking about it. Like, yeah. Yeah, no, I, wanna, I don't want to bug people, you know, that who, who are... Um, in my corner you know what i mean yeah right, right. they are yeah. yeah you don't want to frustrate people that are uh working on your behalf that's uh yeah. not a good plan in the long run um, do you have do you have a favorite close spot like if you're like uh some like you want to take like a rookie uh camping or or someone near near los angeles do you yeah, have a spot like, like I, I got there's a spot i could go to it's called chileo it's a it's a half hour from my house and it's never full and it's just dry it's up in the mountains in angeles i really like i mean given the option i will go kern every time it's two and a half hours it's on the river right, it's never right. full um, so you just swim and cook and we, you can tube there. Um, whenever I'm doing, whenever I'm like getting a large group of people together, um, we always do current cause it's two and a half hours. People can get there. If you're new, it's fine. Right. Um, if you don't like camping, you may just like playing in the river. You know what I mean? Like yeah. you can like, there, there's enough options of stuff to, it's not just exclusively like, well, we either hike or we sit like, what do you want to do? And I love 
both yeah, of those like, things. I, I don't yeah. mind hiking and sitting. It's a, always a fun experience. For sure. <laughs> yeah. Kern is my jam. Yosemite is cool. Um, anytime I can get to Glacier is, is, is where it's at for me, though. Oh, that's fucking awesome. Yeah. Uh, one of my camping buddies, uh, he camps, uh, solo camps a lot because he loves to like mountain bike weird trails and shit. And then he he's slept on, in a hammock in between, like no tent. But one of those like zip, completely zip closed hammocks in between two trees, and I was like, imagine stumbling across that. Like you just like seeing a tent from a distance is one thing, but just seeing like what looks like a giant cocoon struggling between two trees, and it's like moving, or there's like a glow of cell phone light coming from it. That would bug me the fuck out if I saw that. Dude, one the of the scar- one of the scariest nights ever. Two, I have two scary camping alone stories. One, I thought one was ghost related, but it was. Cause I was camping on where Blackbeard got killed and I got all wasted and I went to the exact site. You could like trespass to get to where, where this inlet where I'm sure it's been, you know, eroded. It's not exactly where it was, but I just got like wasted. I was just like, you know, uh, uh 29 or something. I was like, if I would, if like 15 year old me thinks this shit's cool, you know, <laughs> yeah, right, like, right. <laughs> but then I set up my tent right on the, right on the beach. You can, you can camp right on the beach and completely forgot about higher low tide and woke up to just, drenched like my tent like two inches of water and i'm you know that like hungover fear where you're like what i do last night you know i'm just like i was really scared about that but the scariest thing ever i was camping up at scott's lake it's it's just outside Truckee. um uh it was night one of my travel up to glacier on my like solo trip um i was camping really far in and um maybe like 100 yards from my subaru but i like ripped up uh, ripped it up pretty good fucking because i was going over rocks i shouldn't have been and i'm alone super alone and about three in the morning just two voices pop walk into my tent like not open and into it they just were like i don't know if they were out doing drugs or what but they just hit my tent and it surprised them and me i have my fucking like they're like they get quiet i get quiet i'm like fuck my knife's in my car so, so, but I had my mallet for my fucking, uh, spike hammer from spike. Yeah. So I'm just holding a mallet in my tent and these guys are quiet and I'm quiet. And then, so then I just hit the alarm on my car because I had my keys and then they take off and I'm like, what is happening? Like, are they coming back? I didn't <sighs> sleep at all the rest of that night. Dude, that's horrifying. Yeah, yeah, that's fucking scary. <laughs> yeah, I went and got my knife, and then I just stayed, sat there with my knife, and I'm like, what am I doing? Why do I do this? Right, that's the thing. It's like, I'm not, like, with the kind of camping I'm doing, I'm not worried about, like, bears and shit. I'm worried about, like, a drunk, aggressive asshole with, like, a fucking <laughs> broom handle or something kicking my ass. Yeah. I, I, the last time I went camping, this was at Leo Carrillo. Uh, my tent was over by some bushes. Great little shady spot. It's like, you know, the sun is just coming. I'm like half awake. And then I hear like rustling right outside. And I know it's not like going to be anything scary because of how high traffic those car camping sites are. Like, But I'm like, oh, it's just such a weird noise. And then like I hear something get closer. And then it's like breathing heavy. And I'm like is this like a person like creeping around? Like, I have no idea what it is. And then I, I like hear someone like shouting in the background and they're like, Jake, Jake, Jake. And then I, I hear like, finally it's like Jake. And then 
by me, the thing that was creeping around, which I now know is Jake, some sort of large dog, like starts bucking around like, oh, shit, I got to run to my owner. And it when he started moving, I screamed like I was just like, it's happening now. They're coming for me. Like, I didn't know what it was. And then in I finally like get up uh, like an hour later. I see a guy walking by with like, all right, come on, Jake. And Jake is like a cartoon golden retriever, like the most friendly, like child friendly looking dog ever. And I was like, I nearly shit in my fucking tent over this thing. Yeah. Deers <laughs> will always roll by. And I'm just like, fuck. And then it's just a deer. And he's totally fine. But <laughs> There's this one story. So this is just like funny. Uh, I was in when I first time I went to Alaska. I've been a couple times. Uh, they were I bought bear spray, and the guy told me he was like, "Okay, this is not bug spray." And I was like, "Yeah, I know." He goes, "I just gotta tell you that because this this family came not that long ago, and they bought this, and then they went out in the parking lot and had their like child hold his arms out, and they bear maced him." Oh my God! They thought it was Jesus just Christ. They thought it was bear repellent. Oh my God, dude, that's so brutal. That that's like the funniest thing I've ever heard. Yeah, that's like fucking police shit. Like you yeah. spray bear mace. They just kid. were like, "Yeah, this will keep the bears away." Someone told me bear mace like accidentally opened in their car on a drive to a camping trip, and they like couldn't like they had to like sell the car. Like, yeah, they, like they were like. They washed like they got the upholstery deep clean and, they, and like it would still burn their eyes driving in the car. They had to just like scrap the whole fucking car. I was like, that's that's so fuck. Like I'm not lev- I'm not ready for that level. It's like, oh, if you're camping here, you need to have a gun so you can. Ca-. I'm like, okay, no, no, I could just camp somewhere else. I could sleep in a tent in a friend's big backyard. <laughs> I, I used to I used a camping trip one time to get rid of a smell. I was doing a. I just moved back to California from New York, and I bought my Outback. I was like, all right. Um, I have money for the first time ever. Uh, and, but I go downtown to do a show. I find this dog, this little, this like, uh, pit bull that, but it's a puppy. And I'm like, well, shit, you know, like, uh, it doesn't have a collar. I'm supposed to do a show. I'm walking around with this dog. Cause he's running in the street. Like, I'm like, go to the show. I do the show with the dog. I'm just like, is this anybody's dog? Where the fuck? Whose dog is this? What dog is it? <laughs> uh, so then I'm like, all right, well, I guess like, this is my dog, you know? Um, I just moved back to California. Cool. Put him in the back of my uh, Outback. Um, he pissed, threw up, and shit in my brand new car. And <laughs> I couldn't get rid of this smell for like four months. And then I finally went, I ended up finding a home for the dog because I was like, I've toured too much to have a dog right now. But um, I, uh, I dr- then went on a tour where I drove from LA to Vancouver and back camping, doing shows. And windows down the whole time to finally get rid of that dog's. <laughs> it took forever, dude. It was bear maze bad. That's so fucking brutal. And I, I, that's very acute story. Like that feels like a scene from a movie of like I rescued this cute dog and then it just evacuates all of its fucking oh, bowels. Dude, it was, in you're your nuts. <laughs> yeah, I called him skunk. Uh, <laughs> yeah. But but yeah. <laughs> it was just a story of how camping saved my me and my car's relationship. Hell yeah. I I, I fucking I, I hope to do more camping in the like this some of the stuff you were t- talking about were was like inspiring to me. I want to do like a hike in from my car with some of my shit. Like yeah. I, I want I want to get into like the all right, if I'm going overnight, like I let me just carry like can I get it all in one backpack? Bo- can, like yeah, booze absolutely. and drugs too. Like and do one of those like 
three miles to a campsite hikes and then like post up for the for the night there. I Absolutely. feel like I've never done that. That would be cool. Dude, the, the best camp play my I think the best place for camping out it, for me. The, I love Glacier, but Canyonlands is where it's at. That's fucking massive. That's like such that's a in Moab, fun. Utah, right? Yeah. Canyon we went Land. there. Uh, we went there on the show. We we rode in fucking uh, the dune buggies through Canyonlands and like that monster. Like we went in something called like the Devil's Asshole or whatever, where you drive like vertical up like a two hundred foot rock wall. It was insane. Dude, that, yeah, I saw. I see people doing that when I'm there. I love it there. Moab is like, um, uh, I called it Jackson Hole for people who can't afford things. Right. Like, <laughs> it, it's like Jackson Hole. Like I, the idea is cool, but the people suck. Moab is the idea is cool and the people are nuts. Yeah, it's it's a strange vibe there because you get some Mormon energy, but then you get some like uh, people that the, the world forgot energy too. People yeah, they who are like, like dirt yeah. bikes, dude. That's uh, so that base jump. Everyone in Moab base jumps, dude. Like oh, really? I would say like 50 percent of the people anecdotally that we talked to all had or are like recurring base jumpers. Incredible. Nuts. Edward Abbey, the guy I told you to write about, he's ba- he's a Moab dude. Like he's all about Moab. Dude, I want to go back to Moab. I always talk about like because interviewers are always like, was there some place you went to on the show that you want to go back to? And Moab I had never even heard of before the show. Mm-hmm. And I was just so stoked to go to it. Uh, and then going there, and I, I didn't do I, we did like a one night of glamping and like a bunch of activities because you know I like TV production works, but I want to go back and like camp camp. The shit looks like fucking Mars, man. It feels Dude, it's, like so, it's crazy. So when the pandemic hit, I was like, fuck it. Um, you know, I like was working on a show and like we just turned it in and they were, were waiting for notes and that's like the worst process. You know what I mean? Yeah, and yeah. so I was like, fuck it. We're bouncing. The world ended like my girlfriend at the time had just like been laid off. She was a server and uh, we just drove to Moab and posted up and camped in a cave for two weeks. Like out, it was called Hamburger Rock, dude. And it was like it was great. It, I, I, I think that that place is magical, dude. Dude, it, it it the view like every like, it's in it just doesn't look like any like many other places on. No, Earth. I call like, it Mario World. Right? Yeah, it feel and because it, it's like really flat and expansive at some points, and then you can see like you can see mountains that are so far away. Like it's it's so unbelievably clear. It's awesome. Yeah, it's great. Ah. Uh, well, Brooks, I I don't want to hold you. I know you got to go to Dan Flashes and scoop up some t- uh, some shirts for your big. Uh, Italy trip, but uh, thank you so much for coming on, High and Mighty, dude. Where, where, you have anything you want to plug, or uh, where where can people find you and all that shit? Uh, no, I mean, if you just want to, uh, yeah, I'm just working on on a, I'm going on tour again. So brooksmeeland.com. I, I got to go get good at stand up again. I kind of fucking eased <laughs> on that while I worked on this other TV show. Uh, and uh, I don't, yeah, if you want to see my Italy trip, just follow me on Instagram because um, you, you know I can't stay off that fucking phone. No, nah, no, nah, dude. What what's the point of going camping if you're not going to get so, like at least a couple of dope pics of yourself in some rugged gear? Or yeah, hopefully well, someone else gets a candid so you could doesn't seem as stage like that's always a dream. I've been uh, so I've been like the the part that sucks is like I've been I got in shape for the 
for like the pilot thing we shot for the show. And then I let myself get way back out of shape. In and case you went we crazy lasagna heavy, started making yeah, lasagna. Yeah, for real. So I was like, <laughs> All right, I'll get back in shape if we go to series. And we're going to Italy, right? I'm at, at peak bad shape. I'm like, God damn it. Why didn't I get? <laughs> Why can't I stay in shape for just a little bit longer for my yeah, fucking exactly. Italian journey over here? <laughs> so I don't think we'll be candidates I'm posting. <laughs> yeah. Hey, I need photo approval. Let me see that. Oh, we got to tuck, do a tummy tuck here. Add yeah, abs. Exactly. Yeah. All right, Joe. Well, thanks so much for having me, man. And uh, let's go camping when I get back. I mean, I might have to, you know, make money for a little bit, but then after that, I'll go make camp. I'll go camping. Let's again. go, dude. It'll be the fall. It'll be cooling off. Let's go. Just like a quick night. On, I'll take uh, you to the current, man. I'll take let's you to the do best it. Spot. Yeah, I got a Fuck secret yeah. spot of the current. Hell yeah. Uh, I'm at Gabrus on all social media. Check out my show, 101 Places to Party Before You Die. Tonight, it's Thursday, 1030, right after Impractical Jokers. Leave on your television after you watch Impractical Jokers. That's all I'm That's asking. That's a good lead-in. <laughs> Can't ask for much better on True TV. Like, I don't think there is. I don't think you can ask for much better on cable. <laughs> I think uh, True TV is called Impractical Jokers. Yeah, I mean, those poor guys, they're fucking carrying me, uh, carrying me, Pally, and the network. So please keep it up, guys. Thank you. Bye, shitheads. Hey, now that the episode is over, time to get a little serious. While Americans overwhelmingly support the right of an individual to make their own decisions about abortion, unfortunately, that right is no longer protected everywhere in the U.S. The Supreme Court overturned Roe versus Wade on June 24th. Whack. Abortion is a basic health care need for millions of people who can become pregnant. Everyone should have the freedom to decide what's best for themselves and their families, including when it comes to ending a pregnancy. This decision has dire consequences for individual health and safety and could have harsh repercussions for other landmark decisions. Restricting access to comprehensive reproductive care, including abortion, threatens the health and independence of all Americans. Even if you live in a state where abortion rights are upheld, access to safe medical procedures shouldn't be determined by location, and it shouldn't be the privilege of a small few. So you can help by donating to local abortion funds. To find out where to donate for each state, visit donationsforabortion.com. That's the number four. If you or someone you know needs help, or if you want to get more involved, here are five resources. One, Shout Your Abortion is a campaign to normalize abortion. Two, Don't Ban Equality is a campaign for companies to take a stand against abortion restrictions. Three, Abortion.Cafe has information about where to find clinics. Four, PlanCPills.org provide an early at-home abortion pills that you can keep in your medicine cabinet. And five, Choice.CRD.CO has a collection of these resources and more. I encourage you to speak up, take care, and spread the word. I think what this all fundamentally comes down to is let's just mind our own fucking business, okay? If somebody wants to do something to their body, uh, let them. <laughs> That's it. It's their body. We don't get to choose that for them. That's called freedom, remember? Okay. This has been John Gabris, host of High and Mighty, saying thanks for listening to the episode. And come on, speak up, take care, and spread the word. Love you, shitheads. That was a HeadGum Podcast. <laughs>